Welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. I am Joe the Wookie Riot. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. A place where we get to let our geek flag fly and talk about all things geek. As I've said before, this isn't an amalgamation of geek news or a comprehensive guide to all genres or the world of geekdom. Hopefully it's just a fun place to cover some geek news, comics, The Simpsons, Star Wars, and whatever randomness finds its way on in the recording. But let us get started. Well, hey, hey, friends. Welcome to level 254 of Laugh It Up Fuzzballs. You know what that means, friends. Zuh. The friends. That literally, in the world of the fuzzballs, Zuh means friends. And I'm joined tonight by none other than Danny, the Sheriff of Dusseldorf. (laughs) (laughs) The Sheriff? I'm the Sheriff now. I'm the Giraffe. I Sheriff, didn't I? No. No. Okay. It's not okay. like I'm the giraffe. The giraffe. Yes. Right, we'll, we'll the move. mighty semi-official news mofo giraffe of Laugh It Up Fuzzballs. Hey, hey. <laughs> I'm back. Yeah, you can't get rid of him. He oh. stinks like a turd in the butt hair. Oh, I'm the one you cannot wipe away. <laughs> <laughs> and of of course you hear the other voice, none other than Benjamin Blueford Blue the Fourth. Oh, yeah, that's me. It is, and we are here for uh, the promised spoiler episode about Black Widow and Loki, because uh, Loki Widow is so hot right now. So oh, hot. So hot. So hot. So hot right now. That Hansel so hot right now. Croaky, so hot. <laughs> Croaky. <laughs> that's uh, that's Thor is the frog. That's Forg. Yeah, so what we're going to do is we're just going to spoil the shit out of Widow with some thoughts. We're going to spoil the shit out of Loki. Normally, this would be a two-hour episode, but all three of us need to wake up early for work tomorrow. So we'll see how yep. long it is. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. see. But that means we should stop just uh, jibber-jabbing and get to it. And, you know, I'm really excited to start with Black Widow because quite literally, Blue is hot off of just finishing the, the mid-credit ending scene like yep. less than ten minutes ago. Exactly. So, uh, Blue, I mean, I think, honestly, the floor is yours. You have the most recent view of Black Widow. Talk to us. Okay. So, the movie um, is good. I like the movie. I enjoyed where they went with it. Um, uh, The Taskmaster. I have a lot to say about the Taskmaster, but... Please do. um, But in, in and of the story that they created for whoever that was, um, obviously not the Taskmaster, but uh, that person was really cool. And yeah, they did a Taskmaster. Lot of really cool thing yeah. That was that the, the MCU's Taskmaster. That's, 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 that's the Taskmaster. If you say so. But I like that character, and that character is cool, and I hope they use that character other things and name them appropriately as such. I, I think the MCU says so. That was Taskmaster Blue. <laughs> Kevin, Feige, Kevin Feige, well, the man who's te- shaped our 10 years. A, technically, they said it's the Taskmaster program, not technically the ma- Taskmaster. So hopefully they name that person uh, to give her her name. I think it was like Antoinette. I don't know what her name was, but it started with an A and it was nice. It was a pretty name. And I hope they give her that name. Um, 
And I hope she doesn't stick with the Taskmaster because that was her slave name, and that's not okay. <laughs> it was. It was her slave. She didn't even like that dude, her dad. Like, he sucked. So it's I really an... hope that she takes a different name and doesn't have that one. Antonio Drakov. Or Antonia Drakov. Antonia, yes. I hope she I hope she gives herself a cool name. Like Taskmaster. No, and doesn't take the name that her father, her shitty father gave her. But it's, a, but it's okay for someone else to take that name. Well, yeah, because obviously it's a slave name. So if they want to be a slave. I mean, the comic book Taskmaster is Tony Masters, and I think by making it Antonia, like the, the they're making it pretty clear, like the last name's different, you know. But maybe maybe she'll show up and like my last name is Masters now because I've mastered misogyny. Yeah, <laughs> it would be absolutely amazing. I enjoy the fact. Um, I do not mind the gender bend. I just do not appreciate. Um, which was the point of the fucking movie, the whole point of the movie, I do not appreciate the whole enslavement thing. That's not cool. You're right. Yes. 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 I think they, they make it really point. clear that it's not yes. cool. Yes. It's not cool. So yeah. I really hope that she doesn't keep that name. I hope she does something else and has a different... Well, there is a certain power in taking something that's forced on you and owning it and making it your own. So I don't know. Like, there's an argument both ways. You know what? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I can get behind that. I just you, hope that she does Like, all the widows are still black widows, and they were in that entire awful black widow program. You know what uh, I mean? Ah, uh, 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 she calls it that. <clears throat> eh, she's still the black widow, bro. Well, yeah, we call her that. <clears throat> Yeah, you're right, but uh, also Scarlet Witch didn't get her name until she got a show, so now she's Black Widow because she got her own movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if I'm being real. Well, that's ain't... not fair to say because Scarlet Witch isn't technically a name. It's what she is. That's a race. What? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? So, yeah, like comic stuff, like maybe not in the MCU. Yeah, exactly. It's a, a, it's a, a it's level, a, a being. No, 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 no. In the, a, in the MCU, a it's a race. Yeah, it was a prophecy. She's a, the only one. A, yeah, it's not a race. a race. It's a prophecy. Yeah, she's the only it's, one. It's, she is the Scarlet Witch. That's, it's, that's her it's, race. It's not she a race. She, she's, she's still she a human. No, she's a Scarlet Witch. Oh, man. Like, you're totally explaining all the races from medieval times, period. <laughs> like, they're different, so they got to be a race. Like, Blue, you're walking a, you're walking the razor's edge. Occam's whoa, razor. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's a title. It's, her it's, title is oh, prophecy is Scarlet don't, Witch. Don't title her. She is entitled as a, a independent woman to title herself, and she has titled herself Wanda. Now, that is not that. That is what she is. She is a Scarlet Witch, so she can title herself whatever she wants. If she wants to use that as a title, by all means, please. That is that is her prerogative. But don't go go around and saying like that she has to be titled that. She can title herself whatever. No, we're we're not she saying. That. I I think we're woman. we're just taking umbrage with you using the word race. <laughs> I think yes. that's. Oh well, you're you're taking it in a bad way. <laughs> because it's a bad 
word. <laughs> it's a wrong word. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. So you're telling me that in a world that doesn't have mutants right now, and she just happened to be born as the Scarlet Witch of the prophecy, that that's not a thing? That's not a, a, that's not a race? That's if, if they go the MCU route and explains everything that's going on with her as that she's a mutant... I will 100% agree with you that she is a different race because she'll be homo superior. But as of right now, the way everything is shaken out, she's still homo sapiens sapiens. Yes. Which and, is which is the only race that exists. And if they go into the story and say that her parents were from the line of Scarlet Witches and her great parents were Scarlet Witches and so on and so on, then yes. You are I correct. They, I thought they said that they dismissed that, that that wasn't the case. What I don't know. I, I know we are way off the deep end and not talking about Black <laughs> Widow, so I'm going to reel in this conversation <laughs> and save it for another time when we're having something. Okay, 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 that's fair. Uh, I so, really enjoyed this movie. I so thought it was good. really good. And I, I was a little worried. It. I was a little worried with your little grumbly comments as you were finishing it when we were just shooting the shit. No, 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 no. Uh, I did. I thought it was really good. Um... Uh, the action was great. Yelena stole the show. Holy crap! Yes. Yelena was so good. Every quip, every little backhanded compliment, every every little thing that she said was just the best. Um, I love her character. I love the actress. I think uh, her action scenes were great. When she when she comes down in the in the Black Widow, you know, Scarlett Johansson pose, and she's like, ugh. That was gross. I was like, oh, yes, please. That's, <laughs> I'm all over that. It was, it was a great movie. It made me feel a lot like how the... Um, uh, actually, I, I have to say, I actually liked it better than the, uh, the first uh, Wonder Woman movie. Because yeah. the Wonder Woman movie, um, the first one, I, I was like, oh, girl power. Yes, fucking strong female characters. Uh, Justin and I have this big thing that we love strong female uh characters. you're not alone that's why i i absolutely love monica rambeau but um uh this one i was like oh yes go do it yelena yeah. all um, like well like i like that you mentioned that because literally when when i watched it with heather we watched it before she like had to go to sleep for work but um we're watching it on the Disney Plus, which I, I love that entire model, but that's a conversation I guess we have a different point. But anyways, like I asked, because Wonder Woman, like Heather loved it so much, and it meant so much to her, as it did many, many different women. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I know how much she really enjoyed Wonder Woman. Like, where do you rank this movie against it? Because, like, her opinion means something to me. Like, mine is, yeah. you know, different. Oh, and uh, although I do like it better than Wonder Woman... But Heather liked Black Widow better. She was like, it was more about female empowerment. And it was really, really fun. And I appreciate seeing strong-ass women on both sides, the good and the bad side, like kicking ass, taking names, and uh, fighting misogyny. And I was like, hell yeah. I I absolutely agree. I thought the scene between um, Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow, and that fucking douchebag leader of the Red Room was just fucking gold. Loved it. Yeah, like her taunting him and him getting all pissed and like hitting her, and she's like, "Oh, you piece of shit! I've taken hits from fucking aliens. Like you are so weak." And then took like culminated. She was like, "Well, yeah, you were just not strong enough." And then she had to break her own face because <laughs> he just sucked that bad. 
I was like, oh, yeah, way to fucking stick it to this dude. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it, it, it's good, good sauce. I mean, I guess something to talk about, unless you want to keep going with, like, your, your review oh, of please, it. Please. But since you mentioned Taskmaster, we can, like, get out of the way. One of the big critiques I've heard from people that don't like it as much is that they think the villains were weak. And I, I, don't, I don't actually feel that because, A, I like the way that they twisted Taskmaster – uh, I mean, uh, Taskmaster shows up and always, always just goofy to me. I get like his story, and I know that he's cool at times, but I'm just like, photographic reflexes, like, That's in a world, <clears throat> in a world where there's no mutants, that shit doesn't make sense, um, to me. And like, I was like, how, how are they gonna do this in the world that they've set up in the MCU? And using the Black Widow program and the mind control, and then that visor and the chip, I just thought that was genius. And I loved like watching, watching her. Like, of course, you don't know that it's a her at the time. Although Heather said like you could t- look at the back profile and tell it was a woman, and I was like, huh. They even use like female like stunt people. That's interesting. But uh, like watching, you know, the Avengers fight, and then just like the little things like mirroring like Black Widow's signature move on the bridge, or like busting out the Panther claws, like you know what I mean, or fighting with the shield like Cap. I was just like, hell yeah, like. I thought that they did a really good job with like the stunt coordinators and the action, like to really like make Taskmaster like badass and and true to at least like that element of the comic character. Oh, dude, the the fucking choreography of this movie is absolutely fucking incredible. I I I can't say anything more about it because it was so good. It was just so good, and I'm and then, really hoping that Shang Chi um, can meet up to that. Because now with with her stuff that just came out and how great this choreography is, they got they got some pretty big shoes to fill on that because it was awesome. Yeah, and I mean Ray Winstone as Dracov, like I don't know, like that that was a like a, a very interesting like I like the amount of stuff. Although Ray Winstone like usually plays an Irish bad guy, so Russian. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's a little different, but they let him have, like, a, a not completely Russian accent, like, in the opening sequence, so I'm like, all right, you know what I mean? Like, he, he brokers around with lots of different people, so it's fine. Ray Winston, I, I dig him as a bad guy actor, um, but yeah, and then, like, even, like, you know, with, like, David Harbour and freaking uh, What's-Her-Noodle, um, uh, Rachel, Rachel, Rachel like with her, like, you know, with them, you know, being shades of gray. But I, I was telling my buddy, I was talking well, blue, you know, Nick, um, yeah. but I was talking to him at lunch at work. And I was like, I think lots of people's problems is they don't realize that like the true villain of this movie isn't a person. It's a idea. Like oh, yeah. it, it literally is a movie. The villain of this movie is, is not even just like Russian communism. It's misogyny. And like, yep control of women and like trafficking in persons like it's these ideas and these systematic problems i'm like so yeah like that that's why it meant something to me because i mean yeah it was still disneyfied and like marvelized it wasn't didn't hit you square in the face once you got through that slow nirvana song and all them scenes oh yeah Uh, but uh like it still was going there and I, i thought that was brave for like a mcu movie to actually like tackle something that like hits home like you know we're not worried about thanos dropping down and snapping away 50 percent of the people maybe worried about coronavirus doing it but like <laughs> you know like we're not worried about scrolls all of a sudden showing up but like you know 
power structures doing some awful shit to women like feels real you know what i mean and trafficking in persons is real not just in third world countries that shit's happening like in the cities close to where you live so i just applauded that i was like and like i remember when i was watching with heather and that nirvana songs playing i was like so they're doing this okay <laughs> and i mean I, I thought that they were pretty brave when they mentioned like you know in uh, age of ultron when black widow was talking about like having her uterus taken out you know not that, that explicit you know don't don't you're so dirty with your graphic nature <laughs> or whatever he says yeah uh, but uh yeah like i was just like oh wow like we're putting this on front street and uh and but like yeah i just I, I don't know i really i enjoyed the movie very much it ranks pretty high for me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. danny uh wh- where do you want me to start because we went from like taskmaster and then we like jumped over to like eight other things <laughs> so we're talking about i mean talking about villains i guess at this point so i, I i'm i'm glad they made I I, I I don't want to offend Blue, but I'm glad they made Taskmaster a female in this because I was watching it, and obviously the Taskmaster protocol or whatever you want to call it was to hunt rogue uh, widows, right? If they were to defect from the program, they initiated this protocol, and this protocol eliminated them. And I was just like, oh, I'd be disgusting if they had, like, a man go after these women like right if you got a woman who's for some reason decided to get some independency like they send a man to bring her in i was just like oh that's that's just fucking disgusting so the fact that the best they took one of the best widows who happened to be you know her daughter or whatever his daughter and 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 keep it within kind of like the red room right not hiring a male mercenary to bring in rogue females i thought was actually a smart move on the mcu's part um, and it kind of makes sense, right? Like, to me, like, the gender whole bending. Anyways, I liked it. I did love the fight chore- choreography. I think Taskmaster or whoever you want to call this person. What do we call it? Antonia? Antonia's Antonia. character. Antonia. I don't, I don't want to keep bubbling, b- boiling blues water. But Antonia Free. was, I think, fast, awesome, fascinating. She was never defeated by any of the normies, right? So Nat couldn't take her down. Uh, Not even the super soldier could take her down. No one could take her down. So I think that's great because it's going to set her up for the future to be a a good bad for maybe a team up. You know, maybe Captain Captain America and the Winter Soldier or something down the line. Because seeing her transition between fighting styles, you know, when she whipped out the Bucky, the claws for Black Panther, like that shit was so amazing. Um, and then now that she's out of my control, I think we'll get more of her personality and who she is. And maybe she'll be a little bit more faithful to the comic book that people want. Maybe she'll, you know, maybe she'll pick up golf or whatever other people's problems was with this character, uh, issue was. So I hope thump- she's funny. And she could be. Antonia could be funny. We don't know. Cause she spent the whole time in fucking some kind of my control. That, I mean, that, that's my gripe. Why? That they didn't, they that didn't she was in my control. Yeah, that they didn't give her a personality, which is no. fine because I like what I said. Um, I I am I have to reiterate this first. I really liked what they did with the character. This version of the character is really cool. I enjoyed the entire movie, and I don't think anything that they did with the character held back anything in the movie. As a matter of fact, I think it accented everything. 
and the fact that she was a woman, beautiful. What I'm, what, what I do wish, um, which now that I think about it, I guess I don't wish. I, I just would it it would have been nice in my own mind, knowing the character, to have a little personality, like a quip here and there or something. But, um, that's because you know old comic booky. You know, I he's funny to me. I I like mm-hmm. the character. He's mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. I I actually I don't like this issue's mind control because that's tragic. But I, I think that that all serves to like make uh, the main Dracov even worse. Like so, like of mm-hmm. course he has his daughter that he loves, but when she like almost dies, like the only way he can save her, you know, in his mind is like this chip. But obviously, like she could be saved. But instead of like rehabilitating her and give her whatever life there is, obviously she was like physically capable, right? He like yeah, exactly. turns her into this like mindless automaton. And even like her first words are like, "Is he gone?" Like she's been tortured from mm-hmm. getting bombed as a kid. She's been like just like this like tool that he's used. And because he has this twisted idea that he cares about his daughter, he only uses her like for like extreme things. And, like, she just sits there, and instead of watching, like, video games or YouTube videos, she watches, like, fighting styles and, like, Bruce Lee movies, apparently. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking, like, you know what I mean? She can't yeah. just watch all Avengers footage. There had to be other footage she's watching. But, like, it's yes. it's really, like, tragic. And, yes, like, Taskmaster, like, quips, like, a ton, like, you know what I mean, in the comics. Yeah. But, like, I honestly, like, was a little worried when they were saying Taskmaster was going to be the villain that that wasn't going to translate well to live action, you know? So, I don't know. And I knew, like, Black Widow was going to be a dark and grittier movie. And um, I, I appreciate the way that they, like, paid paid real tribute. Like, I just was excited that her costume had a hood the whole time. You know what I mean? Even when she wasn't wearing it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, there's a fucking hood. You and, know, like, a lot of people had a, had a lot of, like, trouble, like, kind of getting over the costume. I thought it was great. That I was thought, fine. For, for, what, for what it is and how the MCU has been doing their stuff. Plus, I know that in many different countries, like, the actual, like, a skull image is kind of, like, not okay in other countries. And right. they want it to be, like, country-friendly. So, I get that. That's fine, you know? It was very tactical, the way that the sword and the shield kind of worked on the body armor. I thought that was rad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I comic, really comic Taskmaster is ridiculous. The only reason people like him is because he's such a badass with his photographic reflexes, you know what I mean? But like oh, yeah. on on like I showed Heather, I'm like, this is what Taskmaster looks like in the comics. And she was like, Oh. And, like, <laughs> and that that is the opinion of all the people that aren't comic geeks like us, you know what I mean? And like I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, Who the fuck is this guy? He's wearing like a green Doctor Doom cape and like a skull mask, or is his face a skull? Is this like comic skeletor? Like when I was younger, you know? Pirate boots. Yeah, so like yeah, like, the people that aren't, like, steeped in the lore, like, the, it was a much better, like, representation to me. I thought it was a good translation. I thought it was a good translation. And it does, that StarCab guy, man, just, like, evil. And the way, like, he uses people. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, like, you know, like, the way, like, the, the entire opening is so, like, straight out of, like, our childhoods, right? Even though we didn't, like, live in that town. But you're like, man, that reminds me of, like, how the white people grew up. Um, (laughs) but uh and then like and then it becomes like you know marvel's version of the americans 
mm-hmm. with all the with all the intrigue and the space in Cuba, and then just like that tragedy, like on the, the airport, they're like safe, right? They've made it, but like no, those two little girls are straight gonna get trafficked in the widow oh, program. Yeah. Oh, that was sad. <clears throat> and, like, Natasha's going back to something she knew before. Like, she's enjoyed this life away. And now this, you know, other girl who isn't her sister, but for all extents and purposes is, is, like, going into it. And it just, yeah, like, they, they, they did it. Pull punches. And quite literally in the action, they didn't pull punches. That Those fight scenes are brutal. When, like, Natasha flies into the bridge for the door jam or on yeah. top of the table. I'm like, oh, we're going, like... We're going born identity hardcore with these freaking fights. You know what I mean? Right. Like when when they when Yelena threw her over the shoulder and like broke her through the part of the door the, and the door frame, I, Jason was right next to me and I was like, "Do you have any idea how much that must have fucking hurt her?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pretty big dude. I could take a hit. But Jesus Christ, I would be on the floor going, oh, God, that hurts. Yeah, and even, like, showing, like, you know, when she's, like, changing her shirt and they show all those bruises. And it's not, like, one bruise. Like, she is, like, internal injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She looks really up. But it also explains, like, you know, like, you think, like, how her and Steve, like, get along so well. Like, because they're, they're cut of the same cloth. Like, they can do this all day. But, yeah. Like, Toxie doesn't have the super soldier serum. Like, God help the world if she got it. You know what I mean? Like, but uh, well, she's been... in the MCU, she doesn't. Correct. We have to stick to the MCU blue. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd get pirate boots and quips, and you'd be happy. <laughs> I am happy. I, I don't know how else I can say that I like this movie. No, I'm just teasing. Come on, man. That's, that's probably our... one of my favorite. Uh, MCU movies now. So what else? What else to talk about the movie? Because you know we do want to wake up at some time in the morning. <laughs> Red Guardian. Yeah. Oh, the Red Guardian. Red Guardian was so amazing. Oh, great. Yeah, there was a there was a great theme about the responsibility of fame for heroes. Yes. Well, not just that, but like service of country, right? Because <laughs> nice. It's because what the Red Guardian was, you know. He was doing his duty for the Soviet Union, and then he got, I guess it was a colonel at the time, like, punished and sent to America to undercover, which is completely, like, beneath his skill set. But he did it anyways as a patriot, and then he got, like, locked up because you can't have uh, someone that strong to be able to oppose you. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was a good storyline for him. And just spend the whole time in jail talking about all war stories. Yeah, like, and I, I geeked out just the fact that he had Karl Marx tattooed on his knuckles. Like, yeah. it, it made this, like, history nerd that just spent a lot of time, like, studying, like, you know, nationalism in the Soviet Union. So happy. Like, yeah. It, and it was it was done really well. Even to the, the guy that he breaks his arm. I can't think of his name right now, but it's like a character Ursa. from the comic. Yeah. So Ursa the Bear, who fights like on like the Soviet Union's like version of uh of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like they said that and I was like, Oh hell yeah and he even calls him the bear. I'm like, That's freaking cool. Like they're setting they're setting these little like, you know, seeds that could like come up later, you know? I, yeah. I was really hoping to see him like regen and like arm set back in, but it didn't happen. I was like, okay, that's fair. That's fair. This is not 
Well, even like he could encounter him later and was like, "Oh, your your arm looks better," and he's like, "Yeah, that's like my thing." <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, maybe he did do that. That's why he's he like, broke his like, arm. I thought that's why you broke my arm. You knew it'd fix itself, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah. that's what I did." Yeah. <laughs> I do want to see this 1980s Captain America. That, that's but that's not a thing there is no night when you said that to me or in, in like chat i'm like that makes no sense because there is no 1980s cap like cap's frozen uh no steve rogers is frozen sir ah you're muddy in the waters a bit much I don't I'm, think- I'm a, they just made freaking john walker captain america and yeah. he's supposed to be on the moon steve rogers is on the fucking moon so it is possible for them to have another captain america to I- fill the gap um, you know. I think the the way I have viewed the MCU is basically so Cap disappears like they don't know that he's in ice because they haven't found him. They try this stuff um, with the old boy from Falcon, mm-hmm. uh, and then that doesn't work out the way they want to. And then I don't think they have any more Super Soldier Serum. And I mean they try stuff. That's how you end up getting the Hulk in the MCU. Um, but I don't think that there's another Cap. I think after after they do that stuff with Bradley that that's that's it you know what i mean they keep trying but i i don't there's not a like he was lying that's the entire point of that entire story of his with captain america like we know he was in jail because right after the cuba stuff the baguette threw him into jail so he's just been in there and he's like hoping for his glory days like he got to be red guardian before that mission i'm positive oh yeah so but like yeah i i I think this is their opportunity to their introduce another super soldier which is nuke who's the 80s captain Uh, i don't like nuke though so i'm not i'm not i'm not jumping on board your ship that's fine you can with it i'm jumping in jesse plemons world war one russian submarine and shooting you down in the amazon (laughs) (laughs) but yes friends is a tease that uh you probably already listened to it but i'm gonna be recording all about the jungle cruise movie sometime in the near future because i got these but i do love the 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 message of family right because you had uh rachel weiss uh red guardian yelena and nat and they were kind of like the only atomic family they ever knew and under that short mission while they were espionage Atomic family? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, you mean, you mean uh, nuclear family, but I know what you mean. Yeah. It's not the same thing? <laughs> sure. They, they're they synonyms. <laughs> I love synonyms. I um, love <laughs> one of those moments of them coming together like that. I just thought it was, it was I was like, oh, that is precious. That it is was. And, and they're still teach, you know, like telling her not to slouch and like, you know, like eat your eat your vegetables, and it's just like, oh, it was a great family scene. <laughs> it was, it was really enjoyable. Like, I I like that found family idea because it fits in with like everything with the Avengers. Yep. Yes, no. Yes. I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic. It, I thought it was solid. You had some great, like, kind of daughter. Not daughter, but what I want to think, parental and, and and child kind of bonding moments. Even though they weren't the real parents, they they had a lot of influence on each other. So it was great. I liked it. I liked it a lot. 
Yeah. I love uh, the second you said family all of a sudden I was like, shit, where's Vin Diesel? It's family. <laughs> I'm so over those memes. <laughs> but they're they're so hot right now. Oh no, they i reminds me of Chuck Norris jokes. I get it. It's funny. Oh my god. Let's keep going. Let's just run just keep making more shit because it's so funny. Um but yeah. Yeah, no, I thought, I thought that was good. I thought the family line was good. Uh kind of the uh I like how they made the Black Widow moment, where she uses kind of like her her skills and her smarts to kind of use reverse psychology. Kind of when we got her, was was it Avengers when she was talking to that one general and they call her in? Ah, uh, so Avengers when she's talking to Loki. That that was another one, but there's another one where she was like tied up to a chair and she was like seeming helpless, and the guy was just like, "Aha, you never know." And then she got the phone call. The guy got the phone call, and they're like, it's for you. And she was like, I'm busy. He's spilling his guts right now. And he's like, I'm spilling what? Yeah. Oh, I forgot what movie that's from. But, yeah. So they, no, no, they're... no. Yeah, that's uh, that's in Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I just like how they incorporated that, because that's kind of like her major skill set in espionage. just like getting, I guess, men to be vulnerable and just like giving up all their secrets and vulnerabilities and like what she wants to know from them. So I thought it was good. Yeah. And then we finally got that little bit of insight of what happened in Budapest, which is pretty fucking dark, but I get it. Yeah, and I, I like I was a little worried about the you know, the telling us about Budapest, but then I was like, you know what? I was like, I dig that. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think it turned out well. It it, it makes sense because if 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 you were to kill thanks. If you were <laughs> if you were to like kill <laughs> kill a general Right, you would have the entire military after you, so it would Budapest would have been fucking insane to right. get out of. So, yeah, yeah. A plus. <laughs> Danny said thanks because in the chat I sent them a meme of a <laughs> Vin Diesel's face over Red Guardian, where it's like family back together again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. So yeah, so uh, out of overall for me. I think this is somewhere in the middle in the MCU. I didn't think it was that great, but it was a solid, fun movie, and I absolutely loved it. See, like, I'm 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 conflicted because I give this movie a nine out of ten, like like four and a half out of five stars. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, but I I but there's other movies that I love so much. So like, Ragnarok, that higher Ragnarok, Ragnarok. Really well, yeah, of course. Yeah, you can't stop Ragnarok. Ragnarok has already begun. Um, but, <laughs> uh, like so I know it ranks high I haven't actually like gone and looked at the list and like put it down but like like when I was talking to my buddy Nick we were saying like it's in it's in the top half of the Marvel movies for sure yeah at least for me I or, agree I yeah it's just so good I like yeah. it I, like I mean the, we got got a little bit more time is there anything more to say about black widow i mean blue you're still fresh like what are your thoughts ideas dude like like i said um i thought everything worked in the movie um very well i really hope this does well in the box office that people kind of like appreciate what the hell happened uh through the movie um the the fact that they did call like yelena called her out on the posing like 
made me laugh so hard. I thought it was great. I was like, oh, that is that is hilarious. That is really cool. She's like, you're always landing like that, thinking like, is anybody looking at you? you like, <laughs> this is why you're landing like this? Because you think everybody's looking at you? Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's great. There's a really interesting Cold War commentary going on in the movie, too. Like, it's yeah. not, like, straight to, like, you know, like, it's not a history lesson because these movies aren't. But you know, there, <laughs> there's, there's some interesting stuff, like, going on. Uh, I like, you know, using Cuba. I'm trying to, like, I, I know they put, like, a year. So I think it's, like, the, the 1980s or 1990s when, like, they 95. were young. Huh? 95. 95 is when they were. Yeah, so we're setting it. It's, like, in the Captain Marvel time period, so they're still blockbusters. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I just, <clears throat> you know, the 90s, like, sure, the Berlin Wall fell, but we're still trying to, to figure out, like, how, to, how does the world exist when, like, we're not saying, like, Russia's our big enemy, and the answer was to make the Middle East our enemy. But that's a whole different discussion. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess the Gulf War had already happened, so we'd already hated Iraq. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Black yeah. Widow, though, right? Yeah, and then we had Gaddafi Duck. But anyways, the, you're getting <laughs> me off on a tangent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, like so, it was it was it was cool. I appreciate it. I thought the action was fantabulous. I like the acting. I like I like Scarjo getting like getting her movie finally. And yes, it was a little, it's a little too late, but it was still great for what we got, you know. Yeah, I agree. And I was actually saying like uh, with the uh, with the end credit scene with uh, as Blue calls her old Thunderbolt lady. Yeah. <laughs> With uh, with the Contessa, I like the the tie-in where we're like, oh shit, this, some of this is gonna play out a bit more in Hawkeye, um, and also how to like put in that. I like the you know it ends right as uh, as you know Natasha is gonna you get use the Quinjet that she got from Rick Mason, the agent, to like go rescue. Like it explains how like Cap gets the freaking resources to freaking take on the raft. And yeah. then, like, ends with, like, you know, the fact, like, reminding you that she's dead. And I thought it was thought it was done real well. I mean, honestly, like, one of my favorite parts of that whole damn movie is when, when she's talking to Thaddeus Ross on the phone. And, like, all the agents are swooping in. And you're like, hot damn. And then she ain't even there. She's, like, on an <laughs> ice fisherman boat, like, in <laughs> Norway. And I'm just like, that's, it's, cl- it's a classic spy troupe. But it was just fucking cool. Because you did, you know what I mean? Like, it was just shot well. Had all that anticipation, and you're like, Yeah, that's right, she's a badass spy. And like, it sets it right there, like, reminds you, like, Yes, she's a badass spy. And uh, gave you all the promise of like Danny was saying with that, with that scene in Avengers, where she's like with the, with the Russian like general and everything. You're like, Oh, I would love to see more of this. And like, you know, we got to, we got to see a bit of it without like a bunch of crazy flashbacks, which was one of my fears in the movie. So, yeah, like, I, I just thought it was all done really lovely. And, like, I finished it, and I was, like, turned to Heather, like, that was a damn good movie. And she was, like, it was. It was a real good movie. Yeah. yeah. Agree. And, and I, I realized we're three men talking about a female empowerment movie, but we're all for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, 100%. It was great. Yeah. You, you didn't get to watch it with Caitlin, though, yeah? No, she's really not feeling well, which is why um, it took me a little while to watch the movie. That's completely understandable. Like, I had issues laying down the shot. Yeah. So, he just, he finally came through. He went from, like, wide awake, punching me in the face to, like, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I like the new character, Rick Mason, like, former agent of the S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, there's there's a bunch of new people that have been brought into the MCU that there is more story that can be told. And that excites me. Like, the universe is bigger because this movie exists. Yes. 
you know, and not just like Yelena Belova. There's like, you know, what's going on with the Antonia, the Taskmaster, what's going on, you know, with everything. So it's it's pretty it's pretty sick. I mean, they could almost do a sequel without Natasha, and that says something. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So, and I mean, like, you know, like one of my initial critiques from Black Panther was that I didn't feel like it was a Black Panther movie. I felt like it was a World of Wakanda movie, which is, but like Black Widow, I don't think like it wasn't a Black Widow movie that it was a world of like Russian spycraft movie. Like, I feel like it was both. I agree. Okay. So I appreciated that. Any final thoughts from you guys before we transition to Loki? I think they did a good job of making it a Black Widow movie. I think you said Black Panther and almost fucking said Black Panther. Uh, it's a Black Widow movie, but at the same time, kind of setting up future characters and future storylines. So, like, yes, she was, like, the titular character and it was her movie, but it still feels like it was other people's origin story as well, right? It was Yelena's origin story, so like now she's gonna move on. The Red Guardian was a little bit of an origin story. Rachel Rice's character origin story, and her, Rachel Rice and her army of widows that she's gonna fucking have. Like I think they're setting up for stuff that's gonna potentially be like awesome in the future. So thumbs I mean, up. It, dude, before we transition to Loki, if you had one hope of what this movie is gonna lead to, what what's your pie in the sky? What's it gonna lead to? Yeah, like. Uh, well, I mean, if yet uh, Secret Invasion. Do you think this movie leads to Secret Invasion? That's already existing. I'm talking about something that doesn't exist. Like, what, I what could see, spin off? Like, what I want to see new? Antonia do something. So you want a Taskmaster movie? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. No. 100%. Okay. I just I see this okay. army of widows playing in somewhere in the future. I see it in Secret Wars, but you can also see the resurgence of Hydra and Shield. Or Maybe down the, the line. Or at the very least, having um, Taskmaster be included in more things. Now that she has. See, I, I, I thought for sure one of you was going to talk about a Thunderbolts movie. Oh, yeah, definitely. I thought Thunderbolts was already on the table. No, I thought that, so too. I'm, I'm a blue on this. It hasn't been announced. We've just had a lot of things that lean to it. Just like Young Avengers has not been announced. But there's a lot of things that could potentially lead to it. Like, there's been no official. It, I mean, maybe Dark oh. Avengers. Under the disguise of Thunderbolts? Yeah. That but it's really cool. just the Dark Avengers? I, I see that. Because that leads directly from the uh, Secret Invasion as well. All right, here's my hot take. Are you from my hot take? Okay. Here's my hot take. I think what Contessa's doing is she knows about the Squirrel Invasion, so she's finding the people who she knows aren't Squirrels. To build an Avenger team to battle against the Squirrel Invasion. And I think that's how we're ending up with the Dark Avengers. Because she's getting, like, uh, I, I don't know what the word is, but, like, Kmart versions of the superheroes, right? She's not <laughs> getting Sam Wilson. She's getting John Walker. Because she knows John Walker isn't a, a squirrel for whatever reason. Same thing with Yelena. She knows Yelena's not a squirrel, so she's getting her own fucking Black Widow. And I think it, we're going to start seeing her build more Avenger adjacent or Kmart knockoff characters of, of Avengers to help fight against the scroll invasion that's coming up. Okay. I mean, I think it's Thunderbolts, but you can say Dark Avengers. That's, Same thing. Yeah, I think in the MCU, it's going to be interchangeable. Yeah. I mean, literally we're talking atomic versus nuclear, right? Yes, actually. That's actually, yes, correct. 
Right. That's my hot take. I mean, I so mine is any like Thunderbolts. Yes, I think uh, that'd be great. I mean, it's it's Marvel's answer to the Suicide Squad in a way. Uh, just saying, but I mean, maybe not as zany and not from the the crazy twisted mind of James Gunn. Or could it be? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> he's he's already got on his resume. But uh, what I really like, my pie in the sky, like you know, and I, I actually sort of started thinking about it when you said 1980s Cap. We don't know how old the Red Guardian is. We do yes. know he's gotten older, but we don't know when he became Red Guardian. And he could have totally, before 1995, you know, with Cap, like, in the 40s, they could have made him in the 1950s, like, as an answer, you know, because of the Cold War and whatnot. And he's got a whole block of time. So when we get the Isaiah Bradley, like, episode or two, do we get to see Isaiah Bradley fight Red Guardian? Like, that'd be yeah. dope. That'd be dope. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think there's there's a world where, like, younger actor playing red guardian and isaiah bradley like go toe to toe and they get to continue some of this world like maybe maybe even explaining like the origins of the red room and all that you know like oh bro you just got you just got me so excited because they already mentioned that he beat the fuck out of bucky in korea so he red guardian could easily be the answer for that defeat and said Russians making Red Guardian and then having them duke it out. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, yeah, I think that's my pie in the sky. Like, I don't know if it would ever happen, but it sounds real cool to me. Yep. Yeah. All right. So I think, uh, you know, like 45 minutes talking Black Widow. We wanna, we wanna just like, you know, go over stuff. But of course, anybody listening can drop in the comments, talk all the stuff, and I'm sure we'll mention yeah, as the MCU. These movies end up getting mentioned. We shit, we segued and talked about Wandavision for a moment. So. <laughs> yeah, and we're gonna do it again when we talk about Loki because I have something that I wanted to talk about. I guess the last thing, just Black Widow, uh, just to, to shoot it out, is uh, what do we think about? Like, have you read all the articles where like movie, like movie houses are saying that the whole Disney Plus thing fucked them and it's not economically viable and. Because there was, like, you know, Disney, like, put out the numbers that they did really well in their first week, but there was, like, a big drop in the theaters for the second and third week. Um, granted, there were other movies that came out, like, you know, I think uh, Space Jam actually beat Black Widow in its second week. But uh, Disney hasn't released what its Disney Plus numbers were beyond, like, that first week. Yeah. Uh, presumably more people, like, heard about it and wanted to watch it, so they kept making money. And I think Disney's okay with the amount of money that this movie's making with the pandemic and everything. But uh, the distributors are, like, hot pissed. And uh, I'm not sure that Disney's going to stop the Disney Plus model, nor do I think that I want them to, because I sort of love it. But uh, what did you guys have any thoughts on that? Yes. No, I, I just have a lot of thoughts that I appreciate you making hot pissed a thing, because I love it. <laughs> making what a thing? Hot pissed. Yeah, That's hot pissed. Yeah, I probably learned it from you during the blue sessions. <laughs> the blue records. The thing, and it's it's a thing. Yeah, like hot pissed. That's like to me, it just I don't know. When did I not say that? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, Danny, you said your thoughts. I have thoughts. All right. So pre-pandemic, and this was really pissing me off, is socially and culturally. We were getting too comfortable of letting people be on their fucking electronics and talking and being rude as fuck in the movie theater. Like, I get it. 
You're there to relax and have fun, but other people paid money, too, to watch these fucking movies. And I've almost gotten into fistfights and theaters telling people, can you please put their fun away? And they're always acting like I'm violating their fucking rights. If this is an option, I would still rather watch movies from home because I'm tired of fucking watching movies with rude-ass fucking people. Yeah, like, I, watching from home is lovely. Watching from only, I got a, I got an awesome TV. My, my TV is high def. Uh, my surround is round. It fucking, you know, like I have the entertainment system. Like it's, it's, it, I'm fine. I can watch it here. I can turn off my own lights. Yeah, like I'm good. If, if the theater experience is not going to be at a quality where everyone's respectful, I'd rather watch it from home. Yeah. Yeah, and and I mean, like, I, I was reading something, like, of course, you know, the Hippo Max has, like, the movies for this year that are coming out, like, at the same time, like, Suicide Squad's coming out, what, in a week, two weeks, and, like, I can watch it right there on my TV, and I'm so stoked. Um, it makes it easier to, like, watch these films and talk about them, for sure, because, like, you know, getting a babysitter or finding a time, like, where I'm going to leave Heather with the two boys and go see a movie, like, that's just weird, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, like life is complicated. I know everybody has a different life journey. But uh, Hippo Max, I guess their 2022 thing, they're going to have straight 4 HBO Max movies like Batgirl and some other stuff. But then they're also, I guess their model is it goes in theaters and 45 days later it hits their streamer. And I was like, well, I guess then there's just some movies that I'm going to wait 45 days to watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like, I, yeah, I don't know what the first movie is that's going to get me back in a the theater. I haven't, I haven't, I mean, it's probably Dune, to be honest. To be honest, same. Yeah, so maybe maybe we'll see if there's still a movie theater that lets us rent our own theater, and let's just splurge and do like a hundred bucks and like take take the ladies and go see Dune. Okay. Oh, I'm down. Yeah, I, I mean literally that's thirty dollars for Disney Plus, so we just that and a ten dollar tip because the theater made our life better. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm down. Yeah, so I don't know. Like then that's to me like I'm I'm to the point where I'd rather just like get together with some friends and chip in some money and rent our own theater so we don't have to deal with other people. I am 100% for that. Yep, yep, yep. I guess I technically went to a movie theater because I got to go to the world premiere of the Jungle Cruise movie, and I'm going to talk about that on an upcoming uh, bonus episode of the, the podcast. But, uh, yeah, that doesn't really count. That's just uh, – I mean, if it wasn't uh, Loki or Black Widow, then it would count. Yeah. Plus, I had to get a COVID test right before, so I felt safe. <laughs> so <laughs> everybody that was there had to get a COVID test or show proof of vaccination, so it was fine. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I guess we'll transition over to Loki. I low-key have been biting at the bit to talk about this. Actually, it's been pretty high-key. I've been hot excited to talk about this. <laughs> That's not a thing. <laughs> so, uh, Danny, I know you've been chomping at the bit to talk some Loki, so I'm giving you the floor first, big guy. Well, Loki is totally shot during covid I know that for sure. <laughs> uh, a good a portion of, of it, yeah. Yeah, a lot of two two people just talking. A lot of just sitting at a table talking. But I think it was fantastic. Uh, Tom Hiddleston really – did I say Tom? Or, oh, whatever. Loki was, was – performance was great. I, I, I did reach a point in the show where I'm just – you know what? Everybody in this show is a fucking Loki. This is a Loki – fucking getting different Lokis from different timelines of being his little TVA. You call it the Loki variant service, and it's just, like, all different fucking Lokis. <laughs> like, it, was, it was pretty nuts. I do like the Malipin, like, kind of 
when they did go to different timelines and and things like that. I thought that was cool. Um, the introduction of he who remains was pretty. Uh, I liked it. I liked it overall. I thought I thought that whole last two scenes was great. Um, there was some like filler episodes where they were just like they would have one episode that seemed like a season finale cliffhanger, and the next episode is just like two people talking on a fucking train, which is like so tonally it didn't really like it was very uh accordion you know it was it really like high pace slow pace high pace slow pace yeah um, it did introduce my favorite character which is alligator loki he's the fucking best <laughs> and i love the fact that they keep trying to explain whether he is or isn't a loki because he's an alligator <laughs> and it always comes down to the fact that yeah that's something loki would do and so, <laughs> so i just i just I, I don't know it was fun it, it was great uh, funny moments. It was, it was fantastic. It, and Owen, I actually don't like Owen Wilson. Hot take. Wow. Like, wow. I know. Wow. <laughs> we didn't even get one wow in the whole show. <clears throat> I, I, I don't like Owen Wilson because I feel like he just plays the same character now. Like he doesn't really have any versatility, but I think in uh, Loki, he kind of stretches acting muscles. Um, there was one scene where him and Loki were sitting at a table and he was hurt. He was emotionally hurt. He felt betrayed by Loki. And, like, Owen Wilson stretched it. And I was just like, oh, shit. Like, I feel, like, the disappointment and the betrayal and the pain in his performance. I was like, way to go, Owen Wilson. Like, there, you, you left that uh, old – what not old school. Was it, what's that one movie he's in with uh, Will Ferrell? The – that's ah, goddamn wedding crashers. Wedding crashers. I was like, you left that wedding crasher character behind, and you like really just stretch your legs in. Like you gave Luke a run for his money. Like good show, good show. <laughs> so yeah, I liked it overall. Renslayer was good. Uh, I still feel like she's a Loki. I still feel like Owen Wilson's character is a Loki. I just, <laughs> I honestly feel a lot of these characters are just different Lokis. Okay. Okay. Luke. Um, I really, really enjoyed this show. Um, I guess my hot take would be, I don't understand what the fuck is up with this alligator. I don't know why everybody likes him. He bit off a hand, and that's it. He's he's literally fucking nothing. He's nothing. There's He does nothing. He growls a couple of times, and like, oh, okay. But it doesn't even matter if he's a Loki at this point. He, he doesn't do anything, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, he's there. And he looks cute in the hat. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving but on. That's like, a very low-key thing to do. I guess, yeah. Good for him for being low-key Loki, but... I, I mean, like, <laughs> Alligator Loki, if, if nothing else, got people talking about when Loki freaking, like, became a horse and, like, birthed, like, a six-legged horse, like, the Thor rode at some point. You know what I mean? Uh, Odin rode the horse, and it was Slepnir. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> yes, and that's great, and I'm, I, I appreciate that. But like, I still don't understand what the hell is up with the, the fucking alligator. Anyways, the the show was great, and um, I thoroughly enjoyed the last episode. Um, the guy, please help me out. What what is the actor? Jonathan name? Majors. Jonathan Majors was absolutely incredible. I felt like. There are points where he's talking um, when he finally, like, kind of comes clean 
And after Loki had told, like, said, you're willing to give up all this power, all this control, for, for what? And when he finally just kind of, like, from that giggly persona, he just kind of, like, starts breaking down a little bit. And he's like, I'm tired. Like, you know, this is a game for young people with dreams and aspirations. And I'm old, like, older than I look. And I felt it. I was like, oh, shit. That's that's a dude who's been around and he's like he's really done with this whole fucking thing. Like he really doesn't want to do this. And then when Sylvie came in to like kill him and she was like, "Well, aren't you going to beg for your life?" He's just like, "I mean, I could." Could. He was so excited to just die. If that makes sense. To oh man, I've been there. Done with it. Yeah. And I was like, "Uh, mood yeah, he's like, uh, I've been turned into a cow. Can I go home? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I was all right. I agree with Blue. I think Jonathan Majors, especially if you only know him from uh, uh, Lovecraft Country, and mm-hmm. to see him kind of really just play the opposite of the spectrum in this clownish performance was really brilliant. Uh, yeah, he was he was really good, and it, and it's a really op, you know contrast to Loki because Loki you know he's trying to gain power. He even offers him like I'll send you anywhere you want, and I'll give you anything you want. You want to be in control? You want to be king of Asgard? I'll make you king of Asgard. You know, and and the whole thing is like Loki's don't change, right? Loki's are always Loki's, except Tom. You know, Tom Hiddleston's Loki, the MCU Loki. Like he that I think that's what makes him special is. He is able to change and, and become a, like a, I guess, a better God. But um, no, just, but Jonathan Major was, was brilliant. Uh, I can't really wait to see the different variations. I think this is an amazing role for any actor, especially one who has range, because you know he's going to play different Kangs and different personalities. I mean, maybe we'll see him like stretch his accents. Like, we don't know. And I'm excited to see it. But I do have a question now that we're talking about Jonathan Majors. And there's one thing that really did bother me. So humor me, fellas. So when he's discussing the multiverse wars, mm-hmm. the only models he was using were Kangs. So yeah. my question is, is the multiverse war only between Kangs from different multiverses? Or does each Kang build his own Avengers team to fight other Avengers teams from different multiverses. I don't think they have to be Avengers teams, but they definitely have their own armies. Yeah, they have, 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 have their own armies. Okay, because that was, that was my question. I was like, because I think they missed the opportunity when he's discussing, like the, when they're showing the little sand models or whatever the fuck, was to show different variants of different heroes, right? Like they could have thrown in a, a Captain America with a different shield or a Black Panther in a different outfit or something like that. Yeah. And instead they just showed like, different versions of Kang stabbing each other. So I was just like, is this just like a, well, a narcissistic issue yes. of like you fighting your own self for yes. no reason that, that was, you want to fight your own self? That was the whole point of that is that, yes, it is a very narcissistic view of what was going on on the whole thing. Um, so yes, I think that perfectly sums up why he had only himself fighting because despite if you think about how he even handled the, the TVA, it's not about anybody else joining in and who he has to recruit. 
the underhanded tricks and, and lies that he has to tell in order to get the job done. It's all about him. And he doesn't want other hims to do bad things. It's a very narcissistic view. I'm the bad guy. I'm the good guy. It's all me. Me, me, me. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very true to what I know of the Kang character. Although I'll, I'll admit, I like I know some, but I would I would have to like deep dive in the wikis and like comics and stuff to like learn more. Um, I, I do know like he's like you know Marvel's like villain Time Lord mm-hmm. guy, and like he's been in a bunch of stuff. I just not not events that I've read recently and or at all. Um, but <laughs> no, I just I, I want to be honest about it. There's some villains that I'm really really knowledgeable about. Like there's so many fucking comics. Like you know, oh, yeah. like, you, you can't know everything. And I I do my research and I learn lots of stuff and I watch things and I make opinions. But I don't want to pretend to be like someone I'm not. However, that being said, like I am aware because of Thor of He Who Remains, and I I sort of I like that twist because like even in the comics it could be a Kang variant. Uh, the old man at the end that like creates the timekeepers and the and the TVA and like a before the TVA and even different like time agency. So I, I I appreciated that and I love Jonathan Major's portrayal. I love learning that like he used like clown training he got when he was at like an acting school like for his performance. Like he just really they were just like holy hell he's just doing this like get the shit on camera get it on <laughs> celluloid boys. Um, although that being said like it's so different from from like what i think of when i think of as king that it sort of like threw me um but i i appreciate it and the the final episode has been growing on me as i've i've rewatched it and like thought about it that said i i felt the final episode was a little anticlimactic and that's saying something because it blows the whole mcu like wide open with so many like like possibilities like literally because we haven't talked about loki on the podcast there's been like so many news stories i just can't post because they're dabgum spoilers for like how big what happens at the end of loki is um but like that's because episode five that was my jam like i i enjoyed uh what there were six episodes so like there were two episodes that i sort of was like eh like loki on a train and like loki at a boardroom you know like (laughs) i was like okay i like the dialogue and yeah it's shot during coronavirus so i i get it and i you know what i mean i we got a little bit of like sylvie loki fight which is cool but i uh that episode five was just so like i danny can vouch like i literally like was like dude that was so amazing and my big fear is after that we're just gonna get loki and sylvie at a freaking desk talking to somebody and like that happened and i was worried about that happening so like i I have feelings i'm just like oh okay cool that's that's what happened and like i liked i liked the ending and i loved the performance but still i'm like okay cool well uh, i guess uh i guess i'll just have to wait for loki season two for like more of what i really loved of this show (laughs) you know but i i'm really excited for jonathan majors to do the different variants of kang and like how he can like act his face off he's obviously so amazingly talented but uh after after episode five i i really like had expectations for like how that show was going to wrap up and pay off and they were not met in my regard but that doesn't mean the show was bad and that i didn't like the episode it was just so so different and so what i was worried was gonna happen (laughs) so yeah yeah can we can, can we talk about something real quick of course, that's why we're recording. Okay, so can we speak about how um, Richard E. Grant like stole the entire show in one <laughs> scene? 
Like, yeah. 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 Like Alligator he, Loki totally did that. Like, <laughs> dumb. How old man, the, the classic Loki creating Asgard and this city and his glorious purpose was just like fucking. It was the best scene in the whole show. Like I couldn't get over it. I, I I've rewatched that that scene too a couple times. Uh, when Jason said he was gonna watch um, uh, Jason Mendoza. Uh, when he said he was gonna watch those the the episodes uh, episodes five and six, I was like, I'm sitting with you for five. Like, I'm watching this shit again because I want to see him do it and I wanted to see my brother's reaction to it. And when Jason saw it, he was like, He's the fucking best. Look at him go. And I was like, Oh, don't get too excited. And then he died and and. Was like, no! No! <laughs> yeah, was like, no, that sucks. whole episode and like the way it ended, I was just like, man, like I, I almost wish it was like a five episode series. They ended with that, them go in the door, because that's a perfect cliffhanger. And then give us Loki season two, start off with that episode with Jonathan Majors and then just like go. You know what I mean? Like, I think that would have been better to me, but uh, I don't know. That's fair. That's 100% fair. Yeah, what what about you, Mr. Danny? Because I know you feel different. About the Loki? Yeah. You oh, I, like, I, li- I liked all the Lokis. I like the variants. I like the, what, what do they call them? Boastful Loki? And he made up hammer. I like how they were all successful in ways that Loki wasn't, right? Because Kid Loki killed Thor and became the king of Asgard. And then... Oh, that was such a good moment. Like, it oh. was. He's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, kill him. Uh, I forgot what boastful Loki accomplishment was, but like you know, he did something that Loki failed, and then old man Loki, I guess is what we're calling him, like he killed Thanos, but like oh, he didn't kill Thanos. I thought he killed Thanos. No, he he tricked Thanos with a a thing that was so like real, yeah, th- and then he left, and the the fact that he tried to go back because he got lonely after he figured out like no, I'm gonna break this cycle of myself and pain i'm gonna just leave and then he got really lonely after a really long time because if you think about it how long was he gone for to have aged that oh, much? eons yeah eons. so yeah. he finally got lonely and then said hey i'm gonna go back and that's when the tva got him and and it was because he got lonely mm-hmm. yeah so um i think it's really it was a really cool scene for that um, and his his particular thing, um, being able to like be that powerful, like his his constructs are that good, like his illusions. Mm-hmm. So, but that was his thing, this that he he tricked him. And, and I, I love that, like when that's going on, like Loki's like, I think we're more powerful than we realize. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, nice. I'm like, you're pretty powerful. You're able to freaking together enchant a giant like time bear. Yeah. Tiger. But, uh, but I also yeah. like the fact that, you know, like, Loki survived, right? That's like another uh, underthrope in the show. Like, Loki survives. That's what they do. And so they get, you know, banished to this weird planet slash plane, and they just survive somehow. Mm-hmm. And they right. make their own quasi-governments and stab each other in the back. <laughs> yeah, you, you throw throw a stone and you... You hit a Loki. <laughs> yeah, it, which is funny because I think like when uh, President Loki or Mayor Loki, whoever that shows up, like he has an army of Lokis, 
Yeah, yeah. I, I like, want to go back and, like, freeze frame and look at, like, all the different Lokis. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just think that's just, I don't know. I think it's hilarious. It's the Mad like, Max Loki was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely missed uh, Frog Thor when they were going down to the, uh, to the level, but, like, my Aww. buddy told yeah, but I, wa- I went back and watched and caught it, and I was like, dude, that's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> so cool. Um, I do have a question, though. Is what happened to the timeline after Sylvie fucking bombed it? They never addressed it. That just, like, it crazy branched out, like the true multiverse. That's the way I, I saw it. You mean bombed it as in killed the guy or bombed it with the bomb? She bombed it with the bombs, right? The whole thing at the Walmart or whatever the fuck it was. So, like, yeah, she was just trying to create a diversion to, like, get herself to a place. But, um, you know, the time variants being what they are, uh, just fucking nix that shit real quick. No, but they did it. The bombs went through the portals. Well, yeah, they went through the portals, but that doesn't mean that they couldn't fix it. Like, they, they, they deal with time. It's very easy to just fucking go back and fix it. Like, it's not. All right. Okay. Uh, I just felt like that wasn't resolved, but I guess it was. I missed it. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't actually give it any thought, so I don't I don't know. <laughs> because that episode was such it was an awesome episode. And like I said, like it felt like a season finale episode. And then next thing you know, they're on a fucking train, and he's like, oh, another. Nice yeah. callback. <laughs> that was a nice callback for sure. It was a nice callback. <laughs> I know I said that sarcastically, but it was a nice callback. <laughs> It was really, really enjoyed it. <laughs> and then, um, I don't know if this was a coincidence or Feige is just motherfucking brilliant, but I saw this online. Um, Good. I wanted to talk about this too. Yeah. And the season finale of WandaVision times perfectly with the season finale of Loki where when the when the he who remains starts saying like oh this is it I've never made it this far before it's the threshold and the timeline starts separating is when Wanda uh, embraces her title as being the Scarlet Witch and I was just like I don't know if that's intentional or unintentional <coughs> but either I, way that's fucking brilliant. How, did you watch the two things linked up? No, uh, a little bit. So um, I watched. I watched three different people that have done it um, just because I was like, you know, it's convenient if it's one person, but like if other people and like commentary and do that shit links up so perfect. And with like Wanda being like uh, an agent of the Nexus, like an ultimate, a Nexus being like that fits in so perfect with the Loki stuff. And like, if that shit is accidental, like those people are so brilliant. They're operating on a different level. Mm-hmm. Like, even to the point where Jonathan Majors, where, like, He Who Remains drops the freaking, like, apple. Like, when it hits the ground, that's when Wanda and freaking Agnes hit the ground, like, in the town. Like, it's it's crazy. That's crazy level of micromanagement or just brilliant coincidence? I don't even know micromanagement because micromanagement is always seen as, like, negative. Like, that's just, like, it's beautiful orchestration. Like, that's somebody just composing the shit out of this symphony. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
it's yeah i'm just like holy hell and i'm like hot damn do we have to start watching a whole bunch of things at the same time like we got time for that <laughs> no there's other people with way more time on their hands than us that could do that for us i just want to know who the add guy is that like was like man i think these match up like what i wasn't even thinking about wandavision while i was watching this i was gonna think about it later <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't even gonna think about it until i found out that she's a race exactly. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's it's so exciting too to like find out like Loki's gonna be in like Doctor Satmom. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like, and I think a great thing that's a coincidence or consequence of the show is it it made What If a multiverse show. So What If is no longer of just like a cute like What if this happened? Now these are like potential characters that could appear in different fucking MCU projects in the movie, in the future. Oh, yeah. You know, like, these are now, like, established multiverse timelines. They should really change it from what if to the multiverse show. Hmm. That's fair. Well, no, just keep what if, because it's the comics. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know, and it's a a better name, but still, it's just like, you know, now we could probably get Peggy out, Peggy out, I just mixed Peggy Carter, I mixed her two fake name, real name, Ah. Uh, Peggy Carter as as Captain Amer- Captain Britannia or whatever fucking they call her in the show, like we could get her in the MCU now, like that'd be cool, like that's or, or 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 other variations. I don't know, I haven't seen the series yet, but yeah, yeah, it would be dope. I mean, but yeah, all these all these stories like do exist in the MCU, and they don't necessarily have to you know connect to like the main storyline of the MCU. But yeah, all that all of it exists, like it's freaking wild. Yeah, I mean, and, and there's uh, no saying that the the Netflix TV shows or the old Marvel TV, Agents of Shields and stuff like that, like now they're kind of adjacent universes. Now they're part of the multiverse. For sure, yeah. And I, I mean, I, I even read a news story today about one of the one of the Netflix Marvel shows and a character that might show up in a thing. So I was just like, fuck. Yeah, I see that all the time. No, but this one, like, I got excited for it. It was Vincent D'Onofrio, so. Yeah, I see that. I see I see stuff like that all the time. Yeah, I I don't because I don't go. I don't subscribe to all those things. But, yeah. <laughs> but you know, did you see it on We Got It Covered? No, it wasn't on We Got It Covered. So yeah, no, normally if it's We Got It Covered, I'm just not reading it. Okay. Unless okay. You know, enough people are talking about it, then I'm like, yeah, I won't mention it. I guess. Every once in a while, a blind squirrel finds a nut, you know. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, with with everything going on with the multiverse, like to use another great saying, I'm nervous like a long tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Like this is <laughs> this is this is big, and like it can be done so well. But man, there are so many multiversal avenues for failure. You know what I, I mean, mean? Oh, yeah. they're doing Secret Invasion and multiverse at the same fucking time. This is going to be fucking complicated as shit. This is a real juggling act. Because yeah. not only are you already mind-fucking people with the secret invasion, right? Because now you're going to have characters who aren't characters. But now you're having multiverse, which gives you the perfect opportunity to recast uh, specific characters that we learned to love, right? There's no you know, point of bringing back RDJ as Tony Stark. Like, we can find someone as charismatic that's out there that we don't know yet. Like, it's just... And a younger version of Tony Stark to bring him in. Like, it's, it, it really allows the opportunity to reshuffle the deck and play again. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I sort of hope that they don't. I like having the the people as actors, and I don't. I want them to keep going with like more story and more like characters, like building out the world. I don't need to see like another Avengers team, I, unless we're talking like ten, twenty years down the road. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just want the the MCU to keep. But you're right, like ten, ten, twenty years down the road, they can come back to to different Avengers teams. You know, mm-hmm. you can even have like Butler Jarvis instead of like AI Jarvis, just like old man with the mustache and the the tails and top hat. <laughs> and it'd be played by RDJ. <clears throat> right, because he'll be even older then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Just old man Paul Bedney with a mustache. Yes. That'd be good. That'd be really good. But yeah, I mean, there, there's so many, so many avenues. And like, I gotta, I mean, I was a little worried about it. But then I gotta, I gotta trust in the people that potentially could have synced up the finale of WandaVision and Loki to be like that trippy. Like if you can, if you can do that, like there's, there's, there's some good cooks in the kitchen. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. So yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked. Like Loki overall was real good. Like how do you, I mean, we've had three Marvel, like Disney plus shows. Like how do you guys rank them so far? Ooh. Um, I mean, I can start, like, literally, I rank it WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki. Like, and that's not because I think any of them are, like, you know, uh, subpar quality, just, like, my enjoyment of them. But Loki is, I mean, the end of WandaVision with the whole Nexus event had me excited for, like, Dr. Satmom, you know what I mean, and what was going to go down there in the Multiverse of Madness. But Loki, like, as far as, like, excitement for what it could mean, yeah, like... It, that hits the top of the list for like what I think it can do for the universe, and then, but I mean, Falcon and Winter Soldier just hit me so much in the feels with like dealing with like issues of race that I'm like, you know, I think of like the poignancy, like so Tom Hiddleston's lovely to watch, but I don't know other than what it does to the universe that it changed my like my viewpoint or the way I thought about anything, whereas uh, the exploration of grief and the exploration of of race and soldiers and like what it means to serve, like I just I found those like more like topical so that that rank higher for me you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. word yeah uh, i'm gonna say uh captain america the winter soldier is my one my two is gonna be loki and then my three is gonna be wandavision and i only put it at the bottom is because those first like couple episodes were really hard for me to watch like i get it i get it they're wonderful it was a great decision and like a homage and like I appreciate them like doing weird shit with art with the different like genres and stuff like that I, I like shit like that but like I can only stand so much sitcom. Okay, I mean I I, I can understand that from that angle, but I I love sitcoms so I love all that you know. Oh no, I can't stand sitcoms. I fucking hate sitcoms. I know like, I don't I, like I don't like modern sitcoms, but I like yeah. old timey. Yeah, old timey ones are fine and I and I appreciate like what they were and I appreciate what like how we got here and I like the art like the, the risks that they went filming in front of a live audience like they really like they got creative with it and I fucking love it but it was still sitcoms and man there were some bad jokes fair enough yeah Blue um I'm gonna have to say that uh hmm how would I rank them I'm gonna have to say that I rank it, uh... No pressure. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna agree with Danny on this one. 
Yeah. Uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, just because it hit me real hard in in the feels. Like, ugh. You know, um, kind of reminded me of my father. Um, shit that we had to deal with, like moving around uh, from place to place. Like, yeah. And then, um, you know, military service and stuff like that for my dad. Um, right. Having the secondhand kind of experience that through him. And then, um, yeah, and then Loki, uh, just because I kind of feel where the whole Loki thing is, is going um, and the problems that he was having and kind of like dealing with his own psychological trauma and, and you know, mental instabilities and such like that. Um, and then the Wanda thing just, I, I you know what? I, I wouldn't even put it as a two and three. I would put Wanda and Loki at the same tier. Ooh, okay. you got a tie. Yeah. That's fair. So I would have a tie. Because the, the psychological stuff that Loki is going through, I felt, and the dealings of grief and loss that Wanda was feeling, definitely, they're one and the same for me. You know what I mean? So, right. Yeah, but I, I put the, the Falcon Winter Soldier number one because it wasn't just me. It was also, you know, my family. Right. No, that, I mean, that's that's why I put it up in my two. I just think, uh, I guess we just established that white Wookiees like to see sad white people in a show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, it hit me like it's really all about the nostalgia and like the different like, you know, trips to the things and liking like Kat Dennings and, and being so excited for like Monica Rambeau, like like what that can lead to and, you know, white vision, and everything. Like I just like I'm, I really like dig everything that went down. So that show just. It was the first, so it just sort of hit me. It's, it's sort of like Iron Man. Like, if you really, like, put it, like, nuts to bolts against the quality of, like, other MCU movies, you could probably keep knocking it down. But because it's Iron Man and it's that first one, and it's just such a, like, perfect movie, like, it's it's just, like, up there. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's the pantheon of Marvel movies. So, like, if you want to be, like, a, a film analyst and, like, you know, compare it to other stuff and the spectacle and the CGI, like, you could you could shoot, like, you know, bullet holes into Tony's armor. But, like, that that's just dumb because it's the first one. And WandaVision, I realized it was supposed to be the second one. Like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is supposed to come out. But it's sort of weird how, like, coronavirus is just sort of, like, perfectly. Like, I like that we met the Contessa in Falcon and the Winter Soldier before we met her in the end credits of Black Widow. Because if I had seen that first, I would have been like, who the fuck's this? Like, I wouldn't be thinking Thunderbolts or anything. I'm just like, really? Like, they picked Veep to, like, show up in the MCU, like, wearing, like, a, a purple leather trench coat. Like, all right. Like, and they don't even they don't even introduce her. <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. So, like, and then, like, I wonder if they ended up reshooting the scene, like, afterwards because of, like, the coronavirus stuff. Who knows? But, you know, having met her in Falcon and Winter Soldier first... And, like, getting the little bit of time we had, like, it, it had a bigger impact. And it's just, like, ironic that that actually, like, works out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're all they're all three great and for their own reasons. Like, I think we can all agree that, like, they're hitting it out of the park with this Marvel TV. And we could be excited for, like, you know, Ms. Marvel and, and Hawkeye coming. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Since we're getting those at the end of the year, allegedly. Yeah, and what ifs coming out soon. Like, so much excitement. And then Shang-Chi coming out and Eternals, like... Dude, they're just, it's a crazy juggling act. And, like, as crazy as, like, you know, phase one, phase two, phase three, like, phase four, you're just like, what in the world? Like, holy hell, there's some people getting gray hairs, like, trying yeah. to, like, keep this going together. And my, my hat's off to them. Uh, my hair's falling in my face because I'm, man, 
Wow. <laughs> you, got, you got a job, and I'm just going to soak it up and enjoy all of this lovely, lovely content, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess we didn't talk about, like, Sylvie. Like, do we want to, like, talk about Sylvie at all? Like, She, for me, my, my brother really likes her um, a lot. And he liked... Um, uh, not just like uh, like a, a physical attraction, but he liked her character and kind of what she represented and how she couldn't get over that 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 hump like uh, like Tom Hiddleston did. Um, personally, um, I feel like she was fun, like an adventurous. You know what I mean? Like she had so many possibilities and. She kind of, in in my opinion, as as a human, and you know, this is it's nothing towards her character uh, in the show, but like in my opinion, she kind of like, ah, oh, you missed the mark. Like you you couldn't let go, and and you couldn't see the bigger picture, which is fine because of where she is and and her, it's understandable. You know what I mean? Um, but I really liked her character and the fact that she was so multifaceted through everything that she went through, even to find like a, a possibility to like have feelings for uh, Tom Hiddleston Loki uh, really was like um, a kind of big kick in the pants for me. I was like, oh, she's just going to throw him out and she's not actually going to feel anything and, and this is going to go bad. Because, you know, the show has to go on. So they obviously have to have the bad stuff happen. But the fact that they did show the kiss, I was like, oh, she did. She felt like even even if she did miss the mark, she she genuinely felt it. And and oh, this is going to be sad. And I I, I felt like it was a really good choice on the writers uh, for her character. And I think the actress was phenomenal. Yeah, um, I think she was great. She acted her tail off, and I loved it. Danny, wow. Um, I I I like the fact that they didn't make her enchantress. I like the fact that they kept her a Loki. I think that was cool because I do like the fact that a show about a narcissist contains nothing but the same character. Um, <laughs> I do. I'm I'm, I'm going to be crossing some streams here, so bear with me. I do like the fact that they made Loki essentially pansexual. His gender is very fluid, you know. So I like how they did that for representation. It makes sense for Loki's character. It's great. I do think that there's a backstory of why she's a variant, and it doesn't have to do with the fact that she's a female Loki. I think there's a decision when she's in that toy room that she decides to do something that makes her a variant. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but her life is completely tragic. You know, she gets pulled away as a young girl, escapes the TVA, and essentially has been living in hiding for all her life, where as a god uh, is a really, really, really long time jumping through different, you know, uh, paranormal or not par uh, Armageddon events, which is also brilliant because I love the logic behind that, right? Because it's like, Anything we do here doesn't matter because everybody fucking dies. Mm -hmm. yeah. Essentially, you can do whatever you want at an Armageddon event because nothing lives afterwards. Um, yeah. I thought she was brilliant. 
I think it she really highlighted the MCU Loki because Loki's never changed. And they keep saying it through the whole show. Loki's never changed. So to piggyback on the blue is when they get to that situation and there's like they're offered that co-position of the TVA leaders. They're like, you can be more. We can offer you this thing. And, you know, you, you, you as long as you're willing to grow and let go of your pettiness of what you wanted and I can give you more. And she can't because she's the Loki and she came here to kill the he who remains. Yeah. And that's what she's going to do. Um, honestly, I think the kiss was unnecessary. That's oh, just like me. It. Uh, eh. I mean, the, it's, the it's a great way to sh- after was perfect. It's a great way to know that you love yourself because she's a Loki. So it's just like it's, you're getting to a point where you're comfortable with yourself, that you embrace yourself and you love yourself. But at the same time, it's just like she's a Loki. So she, yeah. she's going to she's going to betray and kill this dude and betray another Loki because Loki's never changed. It's that the MCU Loki. I mean, yeah, the, I, I agree with you, like in the their sense of glorious purpose, but also like in that process of never changing, they also just like change chaotically. And I sort of love that as well, how there's like so many different iterations of what Loki can be, because in the pursuit of this mission, there's there's so many avenues of how they can chaotically go towards it, you know, whether whatever the fuck's going on with crocodile loki or alligator loki uh <laughs> freaking uh kid loki you know like taking taking his mission real early down when his brother was easier to take down old man loki with like how that all went down with sylvie um president loki like it's just it's just pretty pretty lovely like all the different iterations like true like an agent of chaos you know what i mean like it was illustrated quite well and tom Hiddleston got to choose some scenery and even get to play a little different version with president loki mm-hmm. and i like i like with sylvie like where you're like you know she was an enchantress i make an argument that we actually got enchantress into the mcu but in a different way sort of like along the lines of what they did with taskmaster like sylvie is enchantress uses enchantress's name we may learn that she like learned magic on wondegore mountain or stuff you know what i mean like maybe yeah connections to like scarlet witch but we didn't need enchantress in the show we needed a loki and they found a way to give us both and like yeah and the the actress was freaking amazing uh even like like i saw a thing where basically she uh you know she had had a baby like right before filming so her costume they made it so that like when she was like on like break from shooting that she could like feed her child and like built-in zippers and she posted a picture of like the zippers open and like her bra showing and i was like oh my like, <laughs> you're, you're doing all this badass stuff and you're like feeding another human like girl power like way oh, to go yeah. mama like i was like great googa mooga like you just became so much cooler to me like you're a you're a source of sustenance and badassery like you go <laughs> Um, and I, I, you know, I, I dug the kiss. I liked the relationship. And like you were saying, Danny, this show is about like ultimate narcissism. And what is more narcissistic than falling in love with the reflection of yourself? Yep. You know, like Sophia DiMartino, that's the actress that plays Sylvie. Uh, it's just so good. And like you said, Owen Wilson, actually, like I like Owen Wilson, but like, yeah, turning a page with like, you're like, wow, like look at wow. the acting chops. There's, there's, wow, there's a reason. Wow. And just even just all the pictures of like 
Alligator Loki and like Owen Wilson, Morbius, Morbius, Morbius. That's his fucking name. It drives me crazy. What? Morbius, Morbius, Morbius. The toy came out. I was like, I don't like that, but that's okay. If that's my only critique. Uh, but freaking Gugu Mbatha Ra is like the the villain, you know? Renslayer, like, and how that was connected to Kang, but everybody's like, they're not going to do it. Wait, they're doing it, but they sort of didn't do it. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, uh, like, if you want to talk about, like, Lovecraft Country, like, bringing this stuff, freaking Wuni Musaku, or Mosaku, freaking from Lovecraft Country, like, coming in and playing a badass. Uh, Tara Strong getting to do the voice of the creepiest new MCU villain, Miss Minutes. <laughs> like, just, like, all there. And even getting freaking uh, Pillboy from uh, The Good Place in there is, like, the, the guy behind the desk finding out that Infinity Stones may not be all that they're cracked up to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. That like was our, funny. Yeah, in <laughs> our universe, they mean a lot. But, like, when it comes to, like, you know, Kang and all the power, like, maybe not. They're just paperweights. Yeah, it just I don't and and Richard E. Grant getting just like that great freaking moment like it, yes the the whole show is freaking fantabulous. Uh, it just it 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 arced out in a different way and like I said I think if it had been five episodes and then episode six was the beginning of the second season, I uh, I probably would rank Loki even higher. But uh, yeah. it's fine. We're going to get a second season, and I'm curious for it. I don't know how, like, shit, we don't understand the multiverse. I don't understand how this timeline fucking works. Like, when do we get Loki season two if he's going to be in Dr. Satmom? Like, and then the Eternals going on, and, like, Shang-Chi, and and, and then Hawkeye, and Miss Marvel, and Secret Invasion. Like, what what in the world? Like, I, I just don't know. I have so many questions. All I know is that if season two doesn't end with Lone Wilson on not a jet ski... I'm going to be fucking slowly hurt. Like, that storyline needs to be resolved. <laughs> it does. Him, I need it to be that meme of him and Crocodile Loki. Although my favorite meme that's come out from Loki that made me laugh so hard is Morbius in the thing. And he's like, am I dead? And it's the variants of Owen Wilson, like Lightning McQueen <laughs> and, like, all them there. And like, no, but you will be if you don't come with us. And I was just like, oh, my God, that shit's fucking great. <laughs> like, every character that Owen Wilson ever played is a Morbius variant, and that just makes me happy inside. That meme made me want a, a multiverse version, and I hope Marvel has the balls to do it, of a Muppet verse where it's just like different Muppets of the Avengers. Cause they literally can do anything. Oh, yeah. Nice. We just, we just need to finally like find the time and the craft supplies to do my, uh, sock puppet Marvel idea. <laughs> <laughs> Crowdsource it. <laughs> we just need some socks and some construction paper and some good glue. <laughs> I think we could do this whole thing. Crowdsource for like $500. Oh, and that's, that's just so we can eat some lunch while we're doing silly videos. Oh, some cucumber sandwiches. Mmm, those are some good cucumber sandwiches that Heather's mom makes. Let me tell you, <laughs> she's the best Alfred ever. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think we did a, a pretty good job. Like, it's actually uh, shorter than I expected, but over an hour and a half, I think uh, I think we, we hit it pretty well. Yeah. I'm sure we missed some spots, but it's okay. That's where people can comment in. yeah. So feel free to comment, friends, because we would like more comments. That, that'd be nice. I even was thinking about, like, doing a Ask Us Anything episode, but I'm like, how many questions will we get? Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see, uh, we'll see if we 
do that for a, for a filler episode or something. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, Black Widow and Loki so hot right now. <laughs> so hot. So hot. Well, maybe not Black Widow because it's taken in the box office. She's so cold because she's dead? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I'm saying that because of all of her sin and evilry, she ended up in a hot place. <laughs> like Tahiti, like with Agent Coulson. Oh, that'd be oh. sweet. Yeah, they're I'd watch that together. I'd watch that episode. It's so hot, but they got sunscreen. <laughs> they're just reliving the glory days of Shield after after Budapest. Oh, they became fast friends. Fast friends. Fast friends. Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. Your final thoughts, guys, before we wrap up. Uh, both both the movie and the show were fantastic. Um. Um. I like Taskmaster. I hope I see a movie of Taskmaster. <laughs> uh, I really want to see just a movie of that character becoming like quippy and kind of getting over everything. Or even, or even, I think it would be cool to like kind of turn the trauma uh, into the funny. You know what I mean? If she becomes a stand-up comedian. No, just like quippy. The Joker. Still, still murdering people. Uh, for money, but like, cool. You know what I mean? Like, because Taskmaster's a bad guy, but he's not like a bad guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're using Danny's line. That's weird. She's like, she's like Marcel Marceau. Like, she doesn't talk, but she holds up sign with like quips. Yeah. I would love that so much. <laughs> she's basically like the, the wily e. coyote of the MCU. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah, and then you like think she doesn't talk, and then she pulls a wily e. coyote move, and like, actually, I'm quite intelligent. I just don't want to talk to you plebeians. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Good. Make it so, and make my Isaiah Bradley fighting Red Guardian movie or show or episode happen, please. Yeah. Danny, did you give your final thoughts? I don't remember, but I liked Loki. I thought it was great. I can't wait for season two. Uh, I guess I only have a one-word review. Wow. But a good wow, right? Wow. Like a good wow, not a bad wow. Wow. Like a World of Warcraft wow? wow. Oh, we don't want to talk about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> that'd, be not, a bad, that'd be a bad wow, right? That'd be a bad wow. <laughs> not, yeah, yeah I, I agree with you guys. Black Widow, great movie. Yes, it would have been lovely if we could have gotten it earlier, like... But we didn't. But it's still really good. Uh, Loki, they're just they're continuing, and and Disney Plus Marvel, I, uh, I I trust. You know what I mean? And Feige, I trust. So far, so good. Um, and it's just cuckoo bananas, crazy. And once this posts, it's great to be able to like talk talk news that that might spoil it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, sir. Because it really feels like there's been so many things that can't post that, can't post that, can't post that. But thankfully, there's plenty of other news in the geek world where it doesn't matter. So I might expect my Facebook page to blow up in the morning. <laughs> well, no, your Facebook page will blow up after this episode drops uh, in a week. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because actually while we were recording, I found time to like post the episode that we recorded. <laughs> oh, well, so I yeah. got a week. 
it actually dropped while we were talking. So uh, hopefully everybody enjoys that that great military talk about Star Wars. It was fun. It was a good talk. Yeah, and there is, friends, there's a bonus note coming this week. I'm going to find a night to talk and just literally, I'm not going to spoil the Jungle Cruise movie, but I got to do something really, really cool vis-a-vis my job, and I, I just want to talk about it. If anything, because I want to verbally record like all the stuff that went down, so I have it for posterity. Yeah, because it was it was really freaking cool. And if you if you have not seen, there's a selfie of of Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt, and my face is literally framed by their beautiful mugs. Like, and it's all over <laughs> every news source covering this world premiere. I'm like right there, like ah, it's so. <laughs> you were on E, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, we did yeah, interview. Yeah. They talked to Kippy. That was so great. Yeah, it, uh, it's surreal, man, and I, I want to talk about it. I gotta, I gotta do my own oral history session and like get it down. Yeah. Can't wait to hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's gonna be a bonus ode coming this week. We'll just see when I find time, cause uh, it'll probably be Wednesday night. I end up recording it. So yeah. Hey, cool. Thanks for stopping by, guys. Oh, my yeah, pleasure. It was fun. All right. Well, uh, we're gonna get rolling so we can uh, go to bed. And go to work early in the morning all three of us responsible gentlemen we hope you enjoyed oh, nice. this episode uh don't feel bad blue i have to wake up much earlier than you yeah <laughs> so uh yeah but you know you know all the things laugh it up fuzzball podcast at gmail.com if you want to send an email send me an email jerry doesn't even send emails anymore just send me an email i get so lonely uh <laughs> at wookie riot on twitter and instagram and right now my social media is so hot because i for i got my 10 minutes of fame i guess 10 seconds of fame or whatever, whatever the fuck they say that shit I was famous for a moment. I was famous once and young, but not really young. Kind of old, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get that uh, picture printed out. And I'm gonna have you sign it, and I'm gonna frame it. And be like, who's this guy? Why Why isn't the Rock signing this? Hell yeah, I will sign the shit in some gold sharpie for you, my friend, or even silver <laughs> if that's what you want. Um, I'm getting that shit printed and framed too. That's uh, that's some cool cool ass stuff. Uh, I got so many photos. I can't wait to see you guys. I'll show you all the photos. I didn't get this. We, I saw Blue today, but we were spending time with uh, my buddy Kyle visiting from Ohio. Shout out to Kyle. Um, Jungle Tales from the Jungle Cruise, his podcast, which apparently is going to be coming back. He promised. Um, what else? Uh, Blue is at Blue Wolf D. Uh, the Laughing Up Fuzzballs Facebook group, plug, plug, plug. Over 600 folks talking geeky and lots of news dropping, which means I got one hell of a catch-up episode coming in a couple weeks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make Danny or Blue come and talk news, so that way it'll be even longer. Yeah. <laughs> um and yeah like more fun episodes coming we got ideas and uh me and danny like the episode that just dropped while we we're recording this about the military and star wars i think that was just really freaking cool and like yeah. the podcast evolving and doing neat things and uh, i appreciate everybody sticking with us or if you just joined us hey welcome and what an episode like spoiler episode i hope you watched it <laughs> But uh, you guys got any final stuff? I think I did all the, the plug, plug, plug stuff. Oh, uh, tpublic.com slash user slash laugh dash it dash up dash fuzzball if you want to buy a shirt or a sticker or a mug or anything that they do on tpublic. There's some cool designs and hopefully more to come. Hell yeah. Uh, and I think that's all the things. Yeah, you're listening to the podcast, so I don't got to plug the website. It's anchor.fm slash laugh but you're not on the website, probably. You're probably on the on the Googles or the, the Apple Podcasts or or the Stitchers or maybe on uh I don't know all the things. Spotify. Listen on Spotify. Ooh, I spot you, and you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I spot you with my eye, and you're fine. <laughs> uh.
Yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I'm tired. You I'm sorry, to. people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was going so good, and then it derailed at the end. Fire my six shots and sign off. <laughs> All right. Toodles. Laters. Laters. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. Thanks for noticing us. <laughs> <laughs>